It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building. I'm Debbie Kiever. I'm here with Laura Pereno as we are wrapping up, Laura, four weeks in our series in January called Giants. And this has been uh, you and I love to dig deeply. First Samuel 17 has been our text the whole month. Now, just going to put a little um, encouragement right out of the front. You and I have talked about how we've used the reads approach uh, to Bible study. That's reading and examining uh, how to apply this to your life. Dialogue with God. This conversation of God, what do you want to speak to my heart? And then seeing in the spirit. That's a tool that you and I use when we study scripture so often. And that's you're probably like, well, where do these ideas come up to, you know, as you're studying these things and sharing them, it's coming from using the reads mm-hmm. um, in our own quiet time. And, and what's fun is, gosh, you and I have both taught on David and Goliath so many times over the years. And I probably have taught more because I've taught kids church yeah, for so many right. years. Right. And that's certainly a favorite passage. It's it, this whole January month is not what I've taught in the past. Yeah. It's always fresh. It's always alive. Yeah. So our focus this month has really been on how to identify the the giants in our own lives and those giants that battle with our thought life and our emotions that can be so, so powerful, the habits in our lives, the relationship struggles that we have, and how did David deal with his Goliath, his giant, and then paralleling it to our own lives how do we how do we deal with our own giants that we are facing today yep so along those lines uh if you have not been with us and this is your first podcast but it's really the fourth podcast of the month mm-hmm. uh go back listen to one two and three and i think as they build on each other you're just yeah. really going to be caught up with us and you will uh i know i know god is going to speak to you through this it's funny deb because even um, as we're recording these podcasts in the morning, as I've been reading the Bible in my quiet time, I've just been taking some of these things that we've been talking about and mm-hmm. and journaling about them because mm-hmm. we can all learn every single day, right? As we mm-hmm. open up God's word, what do you want to speak to me today? Where mm-hmm. are the places that I might be facing a giant that I'm not even mm-hmm. aware is a giant yet, mm-hmm. which podcast one is very, very good for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we identified giants in our lives and we recognized in a previous podcast that Jesus death on the cross already conquered all giants, right? Jesus death on the cross already gives us the victory to live free from the control or the power of giants. Um, but we talked about the fact that sometimes we choose to walk outside of the way of Jesus and we choose to walk in disobedience and every act of disobedience is like us taking the door that was closed and opening it up, allowing a giant to come mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Even if it is just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about, you have these giants, some people, some people approach them kind of like Israel where they were running in fear and they never had victory over over goliath but then you had david who tackled it head on right he tackled him head on because of his relationship with the with god he knew the authority that he carried so in our own lives boy there are some people that are christians that just don't seem to be able to get any traction out of some of these areas of struggle and then there's christians who are like enough i'm not going to continue with this any longer yep 
Yep. And then last week we talked about the importance of tackling the giants with the authority of Christ in our lives. We talked about the fact that we have the power of the Holy Spirit and we have the victory of the cross. And if we try to fight in our own strength, but um, we're never going to win. But if we fight under the authority of God, we are going to win. So today, Deb, as we're wrapping up this amazing, wonderful series with the powerful truth that as we face and defeat the giants in our lives, it will not only impact our lives, which praise God, it does that, but it will also impact those around us Mm -hmm. and those in our generations that will follow. Yeah, this is is gonna be such a great truth. Let's go back just because I love the, uh, the ending of what we normally read, you know, where the Goliath falls, but let's just revisit that back in chapter 17. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him and he reached into his bag, took out a stone and he slung it and he struck the Philistine in the head. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. It's almost kind of funny. He fell face down, Lars, like he's bowing. (laughs) You know, it's not like he just collapsed head down, face in the mud. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and he killed him. David stood over over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword. He drew it from the sheath. And after he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. It's a decisive hit. It was a decisive fall. It was a decisive cutting off of his head. It's not like, was it um, Princess Bride? Is he mostly dead? You know, it's that question. Yeah. <laughs> is he really dead? Like, there's no question at all. He is decapitated. Right. He is dead. And David made it clear and defeated the giant with the power of the Lord. Amen. You know, it's so interesting. I think even when we tell that story, you've been talking about being in children's ministry. When we tell that story, it's like, that's where we stop, right? Yeah. Giant's yeah. head is off big celebration kind of thing. And that's where we want to stop because we're like, yeah, okay. We've defeated the the giant. It's all good. Um, But it's interesting because as we continue to read, we find out there's still so much more truth Mm -hmm. um, from the word of God. Wow. I mean, that even just speaks to me. Like when our giant is coming down, right? There's still more to our story. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. Their dead were strewn along the Sharim road to Gath and Ekron. And when the Israelites returned from chasing the Philistines, they plundered their camp. Mm. Now, I I wish I could see this, right? I don't think this is actually part of the um, flannel graph package about David and Goliath, but (laughs) how interesting there the the giant is is on the ground dead and israel the very same people who would not ever move forward right they are surging forward pushing toward the um philistine and pushing the philistines back towards the entrance of gath and then they plundered their camp but i I really think we need to just stop and sit in the moment of the fact that this is one man Mm -hmm. who faced a giant and when he faced that giant and saw the giant fall, it impacted a whole nation. Just keep building on that, Lars. So you got 40 days. Israel is listening to the same message. Remember, we talked about the same wording by Goliath about how powerless the armies of God would be. 40 days of an entire army, including their king, 
too paralyzed to move forward. 40 days of like, we want a different result, but nobody's willing to respond differently. They went out, they listened, they ran back in fear until one man, one young man with a slingshot stood up and said, enough, this is ridiculous. It's actually a crying shame that as a nation, we've bowed down to this uncircumcised Philistine. Man, you got to take it back to all of these things that we've been talking about this week. It yeah. was one man, right? We talked about the fact that immediately the giant tried to uh, play with the identity of the Israelite people, mm-hmm. but it's one man who correctly understood who he served, That's right. right? He didn't serve Saul. Mm-hmm. He served God. And it was one man who had the authority, God's authority. He carried God's authority. And it was one man who understood that he had been prepared by God in the fields with the lion and the bear, all of these testimonies, right? One man who recognized what the truth was and that the giant was not speaking it. It just, we have to keep coming back to the fact there was one man who stood up and he said, no more, right? One man who was young, (laughs) one man comes out and, and he just makes a decision that is going to turn the course of history for God's people. And when this one man stood up and spoke initially, his brothers were like, shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we, they didn't respect them. Yep. They did, nobody had con- confidence in them. Yep. And yet this one man gave an entire army the courage to surge yes. towards the Philistines. Yes. Nobody, you know, Goliath came out to the battle line. He was the champion send your man. Nobody would come out. Now the entire group is surging forward. That is huge. It was one man whose choice to fight the giant that day impacted an entire army with the cutting off of one head, but it didn't stop there. The generations to come would be impacted. You think about down the road, David's going to be the next King. Yep. Right. And people know that this king carried the authority of God. That's right. And and David was known as a war king, right? He had one defeat after another. People people learn your reputation when you make a stand for what's right. That's right. That's right. You know, it's so interesting because everything speaks to us today that we've been yeah. talking about, but this really does speak to us today. Um I know I've seen uh, in my own family, and I see it in families around me. I'm sure you do too, Deb. Um, certain giants that we face, like they have footholds in the mm-hmm. family. And we see the same giant, not just impact one person, but impact generation after generation. Mm-hmm. And some of those things uh, you know, that we could call out that run through generations of families could be addiction or abuse or... Um, High levels of anxiety um, just from the circumstances that they're dealing with. Uh, how many times have you seen somebody say, I'm angry because my father was an angry man and his father was mm-hmm. an angry man? Um, mm-hmm. Divorce can be a stronghold that we see go through generations, infidelity. Um, and then there's things like holding grudges. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's interesting because some of these generational things that are passed down, some of them are the obvious, like, and then mm-hmm. others are the things that you don't see so much, maybe that stay mm-hmm. hidden behind your door. Others mm-hmm. might not know this is a generational issue in your family, but you do. And, but you can hear people say, um, I remember, I mean, I just remember saying this in the past, like, I do this because it's just what we do. Like, this is just who my family is. This is just 
who we are. And so this is what we do. And I mean, that can be true about good things, but man, it can be true about giants as well. And people feel stuck. Mm -hmm. It's almost like because I married into this family or because I am part of this family, it's going to be my lot in life. It's like, I can't get away from it. It's just who we are. I remember these, you know, some of the cartoons where there's like a giant snowball that's building as it's going down a hill and it's collecting people in its path as it goes down. And you just picture it like the arms and legs are sticking out, like they're stuck. Mm-hmm. And and so the next generation is looking at the snowball mm-hmm. coming down and going, shoot, here I here mm-hmm. I go. And you're like swooped up into us. But God's saying, I have called you to stand out, to be the one to put the hand up with his authority and say, not today. That's right. Like this is this is going to stop. And That's right. and I you know when I've shared this with people they're like, "Man, and when that snowball hit me and I didn't get mm-hmm. sucked into it, I felt the heat. I mm-hmm. felt the bang because mm-hmm. there's all these people who are in there going, you know, you're one of us. You need mm-hmm. to stick with us. You're one of us. It takes a lot of courage to do that and it is hard. It is hard for the person that puts their hand up. Absolutely. That says no because they might get some backlash from the family. But you're still standing up for what's right. Like this Absolutely. is not, this is not okay. David said that this is not okay. Absolutely. And they, he stood up and said, no. That's right. I mean, I'm picturing, you just spoke to the fact that the person needs to be courageous, who is going to be the one to be the one. Um, and I'm thinking with that analogy of the magnitude of that snowball rolling down. Can you imagine, you know how snowballs obviously gain uh, more snow as they go? Can We're talking generations can you yeah. talk? Can you imagine like the the size and the magnitude of that snowball? When we put it in that visual, it kind of makes us go, "Whoa!" Um, mm-hmm. As that snowball's rolling down, I'm like <laughs> you're kind of like, "Oh, I'm going to be the one, right? That's going to stop that snowball. That that's a pretty big deal." Um, but when you recognize uh, the giant, you know, as in David's story, uh, David listened to what Goliath was shouting, but he knew that regardless of how big the snowball looked or how big the giant was, what he was hearing was not true. And I think when we know the truth, David Mm -hmm. knew the truth. That's what gave him the courage to be the one and stand up. Yeah. And I think back to David's life, people know he was a king, but they knew he was a shepherd. Mm -hmm. How many hours had David spent in the fields with the sheep with his lyre, or, you know, harp, whatever they call that yep. lyre. He's writing worship songs. He's growing in intimacy with God. He knows how to hear his voice. He's uh, He knows his position that he's loved and he's protected by God. That intimacy grew just from time with him. And then when he came and faced a, a lion or a bear, he just knew with confidence that God would be there to help deliver him. And then you take down a few lions, you take down a few bears. What's a Goliath? right? He's helped me in the past. And so that out of that place of intimacy, where he would hear the truth about who God was, hear the truth about how his view of David was, he was able to operate with power when the giant came. That's right. And that's where he was able to say, no, I won't bow down, right? Because he had spent time with God. And that's a real truth for us today, a great takeaway, because if we want to face our giants and have victory, walk in the victory that Christ already died for us to walk in, then what should be our highest priority is a personal relationship with God and spending Mm -hmm. time with him. Because if it's out of that intimacy with God, that we know the truth when we hear the lies, Mm -hmm. it's interesting. David's highest priority was not picking out the stones. No, 
David's highest priority was the time with God. We don't have to worry about the how or the why. We have to be considerate of and spending time with the who. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That time with David, right, in the field, I'm sure God's looking at it going, if you only knew mm-hmm. what was coming, mm-hmm. thank you for taking this time with me, right? Yes. It's it's David. He had to slow down like he was with the sheep. Yes. But for us, slowing down to listen to the Lord, to take your time, not just reading a scripture for the day and then calling it a day to dig in, you know, into the scripture and, and walking out in obedience, the thing that God's telling us to do, we find out he shows up, right? He shows up and he helps us deal with the lions and the bears to prepare us for the Goliaths that are coming. Mm -hmm. And God sees all that, right? So he's, he's, he's looking at my life today in January, 2024, and he's going, I know what February is bringing. So if you'll take that time with me in January, I'll yeah. prepare you for yes. what's coming in February. Yes. Making that priority is that top priority of that relationship probably has been on some people's um, January uh, resolutions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have more time with the Lord. I'm going to read my Bible more, pray more, be more faithful in church or whatever it is. That was a priority for you. So how, let me ask you a question. Like here we are week four in January, how's your resolution going? Mm -hmm. You know, Satan, Satan will sometimes put very strong competing distractions in front of you, but sometimes he'll just keep keeping you busy. If you keep saying yes, 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 I'll do all these things. You're not taking the time one-on-one with the father. And then when the giant comes, you're like, shoot, you know, I'm not prepared for this. That's right. That's right. That's really why our first priority not just as a resolution right in January, but as we are thinking about how we want to live out this next year, our first priority really does need to be setting up um, time with the Lord in our calendar and focusing on him. Uh, Because if that's where understanding of the truth comes from, we certainly want to know the truth so we can uh, recognize the giants in front of us. Mm -hmm. And if we look back at David, really his, um, his response to the giant came out of years of preparation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes we're thinking, why is God allowing us to go through all these things? And it's really because he sees what's coming. Right? Yes. That's it, right. It's years of preparation. We're like, this is not this stuff doesn't make sense to me right, right now. It's okay. He sees something that's, that's further down the road that we don't that's see. Right. Now you might be listening to this and going, okay, so now it's the fourth week of January. And now I feel like I'm up the creek with no puddle paddle. <laughs> Because I have a giant that's breathing down my neck Mm -hmm. and I have not taken my relationship with God seriously. And now I feel like, um, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And the giant's big and I don't know what the Bible says and I don't know how to hear God speak. And I, I've just started wanting to do that. Should I, should I just throw in the towel now? The answer is no, Mm -hmm. it is never too late to start to take this seriously. Remember the, the very moment that you receive Jesus as your savior, the fullness of God comes and lives inside of you. Amen. So the very same fullness pre- presence of God in you as a very new Christian is in somebody who's walked with the Lord for decades. Amen. So take, don't, don't listen to the enemy say, well, you're not very, you don't know too much yet. That's right. That's there right. is truth there, but it's not about how much, you know, it's who, you know, that's right. Who, who lives inside of you. So, you know, yes, you know, get your Bible open, get a journal, um, listen to podcasts, get, be in a church where you can be learning and be accountable, mm-hmm. pray with people. It is never too late to take this seriously. 
Amen. That's right. And don't underestimate the impact of your choices today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because even if you are feeling like this is a late start, um, the impact of what you are deciding today will be seen by those closest to you today. Mm-hmm. And when your children and your grandchildren see you stand up, like maybe you haven't been following Jesus all this time. And then, whoa, like, you know, my mom or grandma or mom or dad, whoever it might be, just took a stand, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to do that anymore. They're going to be the one. They're going to resist mm-hmm. temptation. They're changing their thinking and they're changing the way that they are ruled by their emotions. Mm-hmm. When you when they start to see you changing your habits and dynamics, like it's not just that they're going to see it, like they are going to see it. Mm-hmm. And I bet that that word see has some huge implications in the Greek and the Hebrew, because I feel like it does today right now, as we're speaking it in English, there's a big difference between just glancing at something and really mm-hmm. seeing it. Mm-hmm. They know you better, right? They yep. know you, they know you can't cover it up because your, right. your family has seen the the worst in you, yep. the ugliest side of you. Yep. And they'll be like, she's not that good. That's right. <laughs> she's, she's not that down. She's never been able That's to right. deal with this before. That's so right. yeah, it does make an impact. And, and because they knew you, what you were like before. Yes. Yes. And, you know, just go, just keep giving the credit, vocalize That's God, right. this is because of you. Remember yes. David was really clear in verse 47. He says, I want this to happen. I'm this the giant's going down Amen. so that all will know That's right. that it's not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. It's the battle is the Lord's. The battle in your life for the giants is the Lord's. That's right. People need to know that's who's behind you. Yeah. You know, someone says, how have you been? You used to be really angry. Now you're peaceful. Like, how'd mm-hmm. you do it? Don't tell them about a book you read. That's right. That's right. Like I heard this really good podcast called beyond the building and it really encouraged. No, <laughs> just talk about what Jesus made the difference That's in right. your life. That's right. All right, Deb, did you hear that? Yeah. Like David felt it was so important that all who were there would give credit to God, right? Mm-hmm. That he was the one who brought the victory. I love what you just said, right? Sometimes it's so easy for us to credit what we heard or what somebody else said. But man, when we give credit to God, that is our testimony, right? And the Bible mm-hmm. tells us that things happen when we give our testimony, right? That's and right. in our own lives and in our family, as the battle with the giants go on and on that have plagued our families, we've seen it in generations past. We don't want it to go into generations forward. Mm-hmm. That victory will only come through the power of God Almighty. Yep. Now that day, right, when the Goliath is dead and Israel wins, it was a tremendous day of celebration for Israel. That, you know, that they're just raising David up. They're praising his praises. And he keeps going back to, remember, don't forget the Lord was the one that did this. But David's story doesn't end there. Like he has all these years reigning as king. He faced a lot of giants. He was known as a, a, a king in war. Yep. He was a he was a strong battle king. So just because he won this one giant battle, he had more giants he was going to face. In fact, he really couldn't, he should not have taken time to be on cruise control in some other <laughs> battles in his life. That's and that's right. that's where he struggled. It's interesting right. because David won a lot of battles, but he lost a big one. And yes. you think, what's David known for? Right, Goliath, and what else was he known mm. for? He was known for, he was known for Bathsheba. Mm. There's a there's a quote. I don't. It's an unknown quote. There's no way I can give credit to the person, but it said David defeated Goliath, but he lost to Bathsheba. Mm. Our real giants are the desires that we have not killed yet. Wow, wow, wow. Yes. You and I, Laura, are going to battle giants until we wake up in heaven one day. So the same principles we've talked about all month 
They apply to us every single day that we suck air here on this earth. The day that we can let our guard down is when we wake up in heaven. Yep. Wow. That is a powerful, powerful truth there, Deb. And it's so easy to just think we're done yeah. right? because Goliath is gone. But man, that is so true. That is a wow. Um, all right. Let's recap uh, what we've learned today. And um, let's all of us, right? Those of us who are listening, Deb, you and me, uh, I know we're going to chew this week on what we have been talking about here and we're going to apply it to our own lives. So if you are listening and I know I, know, I think I have said, wow, under my breath, at least 10 times in this uh, episode today. So the things that God has put a wow on your heart, um, what can we apply to our own lives today, right? In the story of David and Goliath uh, in 1 Samuel 17, we started out by challenging uh, the negative thought patterns, emotions, and habits that keep us from God's best, things that don't just impact us, but things that impact those around us and future generations. We talked about David facing Goliath under the authority, the, the power of God. And we too can overcome those giants in our lives when we are banking on the authority and the strength that's given to us by the Holy Spirit who lives in us. That's right. That's right. And then we went on to say, because of the truth of God's word, right? When we take a stand against the giant, we're not only going to experience personal victory, but we're also going to break generational patterns and release freedom for those who come after us. I love things like that, Debbie. I love mm -hmm. it when the ripple effect goes down mm -hmm. to not just my daughter, my granddaughter, Beyond. her daughter, right? That is huge. If I can break something today that mm -hmm. will benefit those to come, mm -hmm. man, that's a great act of love, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it, it, there comes a time in our lives where we just need to say like, enough, enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go any further with this giant. I'm going to tackle it. I'm going to see it come down. Uh, and I'm going to see it come down <laughs> through the power of God working in me. It's a gift you can give relationships in yes. your life. And think about yes. had your parents or your grandparents faced a giant, mm -hmm. how differently your childhood would have been. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. And now Amen. you can't change the past, but you can change where you are today Amen. and going right. forward. And it's all about dealing with these giants and relationships. And speaking of relationships, Laura, the month of February is a two week window away for us in terms of podcasts coming out. And we're going to be focusing on relationships in that month. And so much we can kind of segue what we've talked about giants in relationships what are some of the giants that need to come down that's right in relationships to to really bring freedom in areas that we've been locked in some bondage because yep. remember it's not just about you that's right <laughs> it's about the people beyond you now <laughs> january right. is a five week uh special it's there's five mondays and so what we've done in the past is we've pulled something from the past to share with you um in the fifth week, because we've now, we're going into, and we've ended three whole years. We're going into our fourth year of Beyond the Building. There's a lot of rich uh, podcasts from the past. And what we're going to do is, this is a really special month. January is a special one for you and I. You and I are uh, praying and brainstorming and beginning to write a book together, which is a very, I know you are an author, but this will be the first time for me. Uh, in this Reads Bible Study Tool, that we've taught so much about, we've used it. We've encouraged people to, to uh, dig into it, to, to read, to examine, to apply, to dialogue with God and see in the spirit. 
episode 92 is kind of a highlight of how to do this reads right. Bible study tool. So we're going to play that again on the fifth uh, Monday of January for those listeners who are fairly new, as well as those who have been with us for a while, go back and revisit it. Yep. And as you hear it, really be praying for us because this is quite a, an undertaking to start writing a book. And this book will be um, a very creative way to be able to encourage people to not only learn how to study the Lagos word, the word of God, the written word, but the Rhema word, which is the that's Holy right. Spirit uh, infused, how he speaks to us, you know, personally. That's right. And that's how, that's why I think you and I get so fired up <laughs> teaching yes. and sharing the yes. word of God, because it's the Rhema word. It's the that's personal right. God. What do you want me to apply today? Um, that's so that's right. what's happening next week. And then we'll hit relationships in February. So Laura, I mean, Thanks for being part of this journey in January. It's been Super great fun. to dig in the word. I think it's Super been so fun. much fun. We should do it again in February. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us today, everybody. We appreciate you. God bless you guys. Take care. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more. <laughs>